welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, December 16th, 2020, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today we are continuing our December series on giving, and we're going to be joined by a testimony from Brittany Gilbert. Brittany is a dentist in Birmingham, specializing in pediatric dentistry. She is on our Alabama board and married to Patrick, and they have four kids, including twins, that were born last year. And Brittany has done such a great job just serving with Lifeline events, serving the ministry in so many different ways. And I know that you're going to be blessed to get to hear from her as we're all continued to be more generous during this season of December, as we think about the generosity of God, who who did not count equality with God as something to be grasped, but sent his son, Jesus, to be the savior of the world and the propitiation of our sins. But before we hear this testimony, I want to remind you of the Defender Bible Study. It's another free weekly resource podcast for you. It's led by one of our Lifeline staff members. It features an in-depth study, either of a portion of scripture or a book like Plain Theology for Plain People or New Morning Mercies. Currently on the Defender Bible Study, we're actually going through Lifeline Statement of Faith point by point and looking at the biblical basis for that statement of faith. You can listen wherever you find podcasts and you can go back and listen as well. We just finished our study on Ezekiel. There's a study of Luke on the Defender Bible Study that we hope that you will listen to because we believe that any true defense of the orphan, the vulnerable child, the vulnerable family starts with a solid determination and a solid understanding of God's Word. Before we talk to Brittany, I just want to remind us of the reason that we are looking at giving, right? We know that giving is so important because it ultimately helps us uh, partner with God for the glory of God and the things that he is doing. And we want to, to partner with the Lord in the way that we give, not just of our money, but of our time, our talents, and our resources. And ultimately, we want you to see as well that giving is an act of of God's grace. It's not just in obedience to his commands, but it's also an act of the overabundant grace that we have received through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so I want us to be warned um, that when money is in the battle for our heart, we can see th- four things occur. And giving is the antidote to, to breaking the power of money in our lives. But there are four distractions, four things that money can do to us. First, it can distract us. It can uh, cause us to to go off base on what the Lord has for us and and where the Lord is is leading us. Second of all, money can make us mean, right? It can it can make us downright mean and and looking out for ourselves and and looking out for our own things. It can make us prideful. It can make us think that we've arrived or that we're above others because we have resources or we have money and uh, it can it could certainly do that for us. Uh, money can also make us controlling. Um, we believe that because we have these resources or because we have such wealth or, or such ability that, that we are above others and we begin to try to control others. But ultimately, what I want us to see, and I hope that we see through this series this season, is that ultimately we give because of the grace of God. 
as God's grace abounds, we ultimately give. And, and I think there's no better place to look than in Luke chapter 19 in the story of Zacchaeus. And, and Luke, who was a physician, gives us a, 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 a very detailed look at what happens in the life of Zacchaeus. So Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 1, he being Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a certain man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he was seeking to see what who Jesus was, but account on the crowd, he could not because what? He was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into the sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he, Zacchaeus, hurried and came down and received him, being Jesus, joyfully. And when they, the Pharisees, saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. You see, we see that our giving is always based on grace. Jesus is always our standard, our example, and our motivation. And when we know him, we can't give enough. We see here that Zacchaeus was not giving to be legalistic and attain favor with God. He was giving because Jesus had given him so much. Without grace, giving is meaningless. Jesus requires that we be all in. He doesn't just want a 50-50 split. We must be crucified with Christ. Zacchaeus would have to suffer great embarrassment, but ultimately he would gain the greatest of salvation. And so hopefully you have seen and we see that our giving is by the grace of God. Well, now I'm joined by Brittany Gilbert. And Brittany, just so grateful that you've joined us here on the Defender Podcast. And as we're just talking about giving throughout this season, I first just want to know, how did you get involved with Lifeline? It's a really sweet story of how I was involved with Lifeline, but it was originally through some precious friends from college who um, worked with Lifeline for many years and just threw out little things, you know, asking to help stuff envelopes for the banquet, things I didn't even really know, know how it kind of, you know, pulled together for this major event, but just little things that they would ask for help with. I would kind of see little bits and pieces of Lifeline through helping, through conversations with them, and then eventually got invited to my first banquet probably about eight years ago now. And since then have just been helping annually, specifically with the decorations at the banquet, and then just in other ways here and there as as needs arise. Yeah, and we've been just so grateful. And I, I think an important part of even just what you've said is I think a lot of people think that when they hear James 127 or when they hear uh, you know, all of these things about how we are to care for the fatherless and to care for the vulnerable, that, that we, we think these big lofty things like we have to adopt or we have to go to the other side of the world. And, and really, there's so many things that we can do. And, 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 and what people don't realize is what you just said is such a service to orphan and vulnerable children. But in general, why would you say it's important for people to be engaged in orphan care? I mean, specifically in orphan care, I mean, it's it's a huge way that we as the body of Christ can just serve the Lord in that capacity by loving on children tangibly, by meeting needs, physical needs that they have, spiritual needs, emotional needs. And so 
part of, you know, even me just being a dentist, it was a way that as I was growing up, I felt like I could tangibly provide love and care for another human. And so the same thing with orphan care. I mean, we are called to love on all of God's children, and it's a very tangible, real way that we can do that. But also going back to what you were talking about, about doing it because of the grace that the Lord has given us. I mean, it is by His grace that we have been adopted into His family. And so another way that we can just represent Him and all that He's done for us through providing love and care for orphans. Yeah, and obviously I know that uh, your professional career is focused a lot as well on on children. Um, you know, you you, uh, you you focus a lot on children in your practice. Why is it so important that as believers especially that we serve and defend children, you know, and, and, and even your life being so devoted to caring for children? Why are children so important? Oh, children are, oh my goodness, so important for so many different reasons. I've got a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and twin boys at home that are about to be 17 months old. And just specifically even using them as examples, they are so impressionable. And so they they absorb, you know, things that we say, things that we do. They want to emulate us. And so to have the a child's life kind of in your care, whether that be through orphan care or your profession or whatever it may be, um, just the realization that almost everything that you do has a direct impact on their view of the world, their view of you, their view of, you know, love and different things along those lines. And so we have such a great opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus to children, specifically because they're still forming their view of the world and what it looks like. And uh, I know you mentioned briefly how you've used your time and talents to serve the Lord, but just throughout your journey, walking with the Lord, what are some, what are some simple ways that you've used your time, your talents, your ability to serve, to serve the Lord? I think just recognizing that there's, there's so many ways to do it. And so it does, it's kind of hard sometimes to figure out exactly like how you're best able to serve the Lord. Um, But just by trying to listen and, and surround myself with people who are involved in things that are working towards, you know, well, I'm going to restate this. Um, can you ask the question one more time? Yeah. So I know you mentioned briefly before about how you've uh, been engaged and used your time and talents, but talk about some other ways that you've used your time, talents, and gifts to serve the Lord. I think just one of the ways that we've been able to use our gifts and talents has been just by listening to other people, Um, not necessarily just being quick to volunteer for different things, but just listening to others and hearing ways that we can love on others. And so one other way we've done it specifically through our practice is we have a patient who's extremely invested in the Love Lady Center, and he talks and cares about these women like they're just part of his family. And so listening to him talk about that, recognizing that there was a need specifically dental that we could help out with, it just felt like such a great fit for us to personally be invested in that, to help these women um, to be able to regain something that they had lost, you know, due to whatever it may be. Um, But just having that relationship with a patient who then led us to something else in a way that we can serve, those have been some of the most amazing ways to just kind of see gifts and talents being used because it just seems very personal at that time. Yeah. And and as you do that, just how would you say you've seen the gift of God back to you and the ways that you've seen him glorified, or maybe you've even seen the joy of being helped another. What are just some of those ways you've seen your gifts being used for the glory of God? Oh, I mean, even just 
simply down to the smile of the people after it's all said and done. But even in other areas when it doesn't have anything to do with dentistry, I mean, just seeing someone's faith be furthered or seeing it be grown by something that we have done, um, helping them to see that they are more than just whatever image they've had of themselves, that they are worthy of love and care and affection and being being taken care of. Um, so I've definitely enjoyed seeing, you know, the tangible benefits of just simply a, a smile that's been kind of redone, but then also just more than that when it comes to the de- development of their heart and, you know, how they feel about themselves or, you know, anything along those lines. You know, I, I think a, a lot of folks, and we, we've said this a little bit, you know, they always think of kind of the big ways uh, to to serve maybe orphans around the world or those that are poor or, you know, those that uh, need the gospel. We, we think of getting on planes. We think of going overseas. You know, we think that you've got to be high or lofty or have lots of resources. But what are some simple ways that you would encourage others to use their time and talents? I would say, and this goes back to my dad years and years ago, just reinforcing within me that to look for the need that's around you. You know, again, you don't have to jump on a plane, don't have to do this big, big thing, but just to pay attention to what's around you. Um, And that requires just being involved in your community, involved in relationships with other people and making sure to be invested as opposed to just kind of checking something off of a to-do list and, you know, going to this meeting, going to that, but choosing to be involved in what's around you so that you can kind of get a good feel for what a need might be where you could volunteer yourself or if you're you know just as invested in your friendships to where you know where some of your friends can give to be able to make recommendations of how other ways for other people to step in and serve and so I think just really having good meaningful relationships where you just know how you can best volunteer your gifts and talents and just in general as you've as you've certainly done so much in so many different ways to to give back to the ministry of Lifeline, how has the testimony of what Lifeline uh, does impacted you personally and your family as well? I think Lifeline's work and the way that they have kind of impacted our family has been just multifaceted. I mean, I, growing up, I knew that, you know, life needed to be protected and, you know, just to be kind of against abortion and just the very basic, you know, ideas. But I didn't really understand the weight of it until we were involved within Lifeline's ministry. And granted, Lifeline is so much more than just that, but just being more well-versed in in what takes place in our world and what to stand up for and what to have an opinion for and to speak up for the vulnerable and, and whatnot. But then also just specifically even down to our children and our, our immediate family, having them exposed to scenarios where, you know, there are children that are out there that don't have a home and or children or that don't have a home in the same capacity that my kids see it. Um, and just knowing that we can serve them, love on them, help them through participating with Lifeline. And even, you know, rounding out and going back to what you were saying about being able to serve Lifeline in the ways that we have, there are so many different parts and pieces to the way that people can serve. I mean, I know that for us even specifically, we wouldn't be able to even help with the banquet like we have in years past if my parents didn't volunteer their time to take care of our kiddos. And so there's so many different ways that you can serve and not be getting on a plane or, you know, going through a big adoption process or things like that. Yeah. And amen. And and Brittany, we're so grateful for you and for Patrick and all that you do and your family does. And what great reminders that as we give gifts back to the Lord for all that he has done for us. Those gifts don't have to be um, magnificent or grand, but they can be simple and heartfelt. And, you know, I go back to thinking about the, the widow who put a mite into 
the box. And it wasn't about the grandeur of the gift. It wasn't about the mount of the gift. Uh, it was about her heart and her desire to give back to the Lord. And so we just want to encourage folks that are listening to give back in the ways that you can. It doesn't have to uh, to be huge or uh, mighty by the world standards, but you're giving and our giving is to the Lord. It is our sacrificial act of worship. And so I want to just encourage you to give of your time, to give of your talents uh, this year and into 2021 so that we can ultimately make a difference with the gospel and the kingdom in all the ways that we serve and all the ways that we give. Well, Brittany, thanks for joining us and thanks for all that you guys do for the Ministry of Life. No, thank y'all. I mean, for for everything that we have helped with, I mean, it's always been a joy for us to be able to serve alongside Lifeline. So thank you. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.